I'm Julie. Welcome to Mom Made Plans Podcast. By the end of today's conversation, you are going to walk away with some brand new insight and a better appreciation for your desire to be productive. Have you ever felt guilty for your need to be productive and more of that Martha personality and feeling like you should be more of a Mary? Well, you're going to gain some brand new perspective from the story of Martha in the Bible today, thanks to Karina and our conversation to shed some new light. And it really gave me um, some eye-opening experiences and also some tools of how we can continue that productivity mindset, but not miss Jesus and how we find more of a happy medium. Before we start, As always, don't forget, we are all about making mom life easier on this podcast. We talk about simple ways to make your days more productive. It's an empowering journey of self-awareness and intentional living, but always staying humble by remembering God is in control. Okay, now let's dive into today's conversation. Okay, welcome everyone. I am really looking forward to today's conversation that I feel like is really going to hit home for us and our desire to be productive and get things done and um, that it can be kind of all consuming and we can miss Jesus in that we get so busy that we miss Jesus. Even we may be doing all the good things and can still lose out on being present and experiencing him. And so we're going to talk about this and some practical ways to work through it. And I've brought on a special guest today to kind of go over all of this good stuff with us. So um, before we dive in, please introduce yourself and yeah, tell us a little bit more about you. Thanks, Julie. Well, everyone, hello. My name is Karina Duesenbury, and um, I run a small company called We Abide Together, and we create planning tools and spiritual habit building resources. Um, And just so you know, kind of how I got into this, um, I would describe myself as a classic overdoer, um, (laughs) whether it's overthinking or trying to cram too much into my schedule um, or overanalyzing anything that you can overdo. um, I think I do that naturally. (laughs) And so um, I definitely am drawn to planners and things that help you keep all of that organized. Um, But as part of that journey, I realized, gosh, that like I'm getting more organized, but I'm you know, I still feel very distracted. Um, My mind is still cluttered. And um, a lot of that goes back to not living in the peace that God says we have and feeling like we've got to do things all in our own effort. So um, that kind of started a journey of looking for a tool to use that still organize things, but um, brought God into it. And there are some great ones out there. um, But I'm an overdoer. So I was like, I think I, you know, would like to take pieces of this and this and that. So all that to say, um, it led to me creating my own planner to try to bring God into what I'm organizing and also make sure my spiritual practice is a big part of um, my daily life. Because without that, we're going to get into that productivity mindset and not look up and actually see what matters most sometimes. Hmm. Yeah. So good. I feel like we could go in so many directions here and unpack all of For this. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so that whole 
idea. I love, I came across um, your podcast, one of your early ones about the story of Martha. And I feel like when we are thinking about productivity and being busy and doing things like Martha is such a popular story from the Bible that we can, um, Mm -hmm. she often gets shed and not the best light. Mary gets the spotlight there. Um, but I wanted to let you share this story with your perspective and it really helped me see a different side of this story. So if you guys are like ready to tune out, you're like, Oh, I've heard this a million times. Just hold up. This is a fresh, (laughs) um, perspective that's going to cut in. So if you will, um, yeah, just give us the, the scoop on Martha. Sure. So, I mean, just starting big picture, Mary and Martha are actually mentioned in scripture a few times. Um, They spent time with Jesus and they had a brother Lazarus that Jesus actually raised from the dead. Um, But kind of the popular story about them is in, let me pull it up. It's in Luke and it's um, chapter 10 and it is verses 38 through 42. So it's actually pretty short, but um, it's pretty meaty. I'm going to go ahead and read it for you all, just in case someone's listening and they're not familiar with it. But um, from the ESV, it says, now as they were on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And as she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching, but Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you were anxious and troubled about many things, but only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion and it will not be taken away from her. So with this story, I think what typically happens is this idea that Mary did what was right um, and her style of listening to Jesus was what's right um, and what Martha did was incorrect. But if you go in and look at original translations, yes, Martha is distracted, but that word serving, the serving that she was distracted by was actually a call that she had. Like it was, this word means a ministry. So I think that's kind of powerful to see that number one, our distractions aren't always like social media and things we're not supposed to be doing. Our distractions Mm -hmm. can be like the heart of what we are called to do. Yeah. But the other thing to really look at, I think when you're reading this story is Jesus didn't say, you know, Martha, Martha, you need to sit down and be with Mary. Like she's doing the right thing. He's more concerned that she's anxious and doing her serving. And Mm -hmm. so when he's telling her to focus on the one thing, it's really about like, I'm here. Um, We we hear that phrase, serve as unto the Lord. That's serving while you're focused on her. And I really think what the story gets out is doing the work that we're called to do, knowing that Jesus is there, knowing that at the end of the day, he's really responsible for the outcomes, not us. Um, And our job is just to be faithful. Um, And I, this personally spoke to me because I think there are times you start to think that if you are a go-getter and too focused on doing things like you need to change something if you're going to see Jesus and God is more, Jesus is more telling us, no, it's more about your perspective as you're doing your work. Yes. This is huge takeaway because I'm a doer as well. And I just think that's a beautiful lesson that you point out that it's not like 
okay, don't be mad at Mary. Stop what you're doing and you can come sit here too. And maybe that's what she needed, but that wasn't like the main point. It was just like, hey, you can you can be serving, you can doing the things, but don't miss me. Like I'm right here. You're only focused on preparing the food and not also like listening or enjoying or finding ways to experience me. And so I love that reminder of whatever we're doing it, with God. It's always a heart check. It always comes back to our heart and our perspective Absolutely. and our focus. So yeah, if you have the gift of hospitality, it's not bad that you can't be doing these things, but you know, you can get, if you have people over for dinner or whatever the case may be hosting a little party, you can still be doing that and be present with the people in your home and not be so like compartmentalized of like, here's all the preparation. I don't talk to you at all. I love though, that it specifically says distracted. Cause that's what it does when we get too busy, too many things we are distracted from from God and, and being fully present. So we're often missing him because we are busy. <laughs> That's what do moms say all the time? We're busy. Um, so how do we more intentionally experience God through our doing? And so I'd love for you to kind of answer that for us. And I think it's through your um, idea of spiritual habits. So if you want to mm-hmm. go into that for us and just kind of. Yeah, absolutely. Things. I mean, I think I think at the end of the day, we're all saying, okay, we understand like knowledge wise, we know that we need to look to God. We know that we need to follow him. But then that is that follow-up question that you just asked, like, how do we practically do this every day? Um, And that's really in the form of spiritual habits. Um, You may hear these called spiritual disciplines, but in a nutshell, what they are, are something that you do regularly that helps you connect with God. Um, And there are some common ones that we know of. We pray is a way to connect with God. Attending church is a way to do that. Um, But there are also lots of other ways um, that Christians have connected with God over centuries. Um, And I think for those of us that are busy, probably one of the most overlooked spiritual habit is just um, creating space for silence, creating space for slowing down. Um, and having solitude. And um, for me, like just as a doer, I think one of the things that's been very helpful for me, something I've been cultivating over the last year or so is finding specific points in the day where I intentionally like have a pause. So an example of that would be our mornings are pretty rushed. I have an elementary school kiddo that school starts at 735. So we are Ooh. up, we're at it, we're moving. <laughs> um, so it, it's just a fast and furious morning. And then it would be very easy to say, okay, they're finally at school. Let's move on to this work I want to do. And that's a place where I've created a pause. So kids leave the house. I stop. I grab um, a coffee. I grab water. Um, Sometimes I just sit in my living room. Sometimes I'll step out into the backyard just to kind of see nature because that's a way that Mm -hmm. I experience God. And just Sometimes if it's been a hard morning, it's a time of confession. Sometimes it's just a moment to take my breath and let God know that I see him. Um, It doesn't really matter what happens in that time. It's just, it's a pause point. Um, And I'll typically do that before I pick up my son from preschool as well is as I'm wrapping up kind of my work day, whether that was quote unquote professional work, or it was work that I'm doing in the home, taking that pause, um, 
because it can be very easy to walk into that time when the kids are getting out of school and um, still be hashing out things that I didn't get done or things that I want to do. And it's like, okay, if I want to be, give them my presence, I need to have some transition space. So um, highly, highly recommend moments of quiet for people that enjoy being productive. (laughs) So good. Yeah. And I would almost, yeah, to figure out where to put that in, I would almost say like your transition periods are a great time for that quiet. Mm-hmm. Cause that's kind of where you referenced yours and yeah, to not carry the weight of morning chaos into your day, not carry the weight of your work, busy brain, like all the things going on into seeing your children get off the bus. And what is your first reaction with them? Like, is it bitter that they're already home and you're not done yet what you were doing? Or is it like, yeah, I'm so excited to see you and soaking in your presence being here and you have my full like eye contact attention type of thing. And so, yeah, I love that idea of like transitionary pauses to just yes rest. I have found them to be very powerful. (laughs) I can imagine that is awesome. I need to um, implement that myself and be taking notes. (laughs) Well, and a point I would make is um, you've got to find what fits you. Mm -hmm. What your friend does may not be something that really helps you experience peace. So I think that's why it's really cool. There are some great resources. I mean, you can Google spiritual habits. Um, There's a book that I really like. It's called The Handbook. It's the Spiritual Habits Handbook. Um, I know the author's last name is Calhoun, but it's it's not a book that you read. It's one that you go through and it's like, oh, I've never heard a breath prayer. What is that? Or I'm not sure what um, discernment is. And it's, she gives you usually a two or three page outline of what it is and some ideas of practice. And I think that's great because we're all different. Um, We're going to connect with God in different ways. And so it's about finding um, what fits you for the purpose of worship and being with them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Just that intentionality of saying like, God, you are important. I don't want to lose you in the busyness of my day. And how do I do that? So that's great. I'll have to look that up and include that in the show notes as well. Um, yeah. Just to have those different options. I feel like you are, even if something sounds like, Oh no, that's not for me. I feel like you just have to try different things and absolutely. Okay. And then, so working through these figuring out different spiritual habits and um, figuring out how to bring experience more God in our daily life. Um, You kind of referenced this a little bit before that just finding what works for you, not that they have, you have to like change who you are. Like Martha didn't have to change who she was to experience God. Um, Did you want to reference that a little bit more? I know there's some more scripture that um, examples of just later on how Martha is still serving For sure. So um, Martha and Mary are spoken about in Luke and also in John and probably one of the very short, again, brief references um, to them happens in John 12. And this happens that it starts out telling you that it's six days before the Passover. So we know this incident happened before the Mary Martha story that's so popular. Um, And what it's saying is that um, Jesus was there and Lazarus was there. And in verse two, it says they gave a dinner for him and Martha served. 
and Lazarus was one of those reclining at the table. And that served is again, the same word that they're using in Luke 10, and that's fulfilling her ministry. So I love that time goes on. Um, You could look at this and say, gosh, she didn't learn her lesson. She's doing the same thing. But since this word means ministry, um, it means she's still being devoted to what she needs to do. Um, And scripture doesn't say this explicitly, but I know when I have a Jesus moment, like it changes something Um, and it doesn't always change what you do. It can change your heart behind what you're doing. So I just really Mm -hmm. love to believe that this part of scripture in John 12 is telling us that. Yeah, Jesus wasn't telling her to change who she was. He was telling her to change her focus. Like, remember that I'm here. So I just love also that she had this opportunity for like a do-over. She got to serve a banquet for Jesus. And this time she could proudly look at him and say, gosh, I was thinking about how I got to serve you through this and not what other people weren't doing and what didn't turn out in the perfect way I envisioned it in my head or whatever else may have been distracting her in her first encounter with Jesus. Yes. I love that. Um, just to think through that in us in our daily life and how many times we miss the mark and just to know, like, you don't have to give up on, Oh, I can't do this. Like, just if that's your calling, if you keep coming back to it, like keep working at it, like ask God to help you just to see him, um, through all the things. So I love that, she is yeah, still serving and that we get to see that, that picture, which is awesome. For sure. Yeah. So, okay. We've gone through Martha kind of spiritual habits and how we work through those and how they embrace like our calling. So, um, tell us a little bit more about, um, what you have. I know you do like planners and journals and things like that. Like what are some resources that you offer and just like things that you find helpful to stay consistent with this, like how we consistently, um, practice these spiritual habits. Yeah. Um, again, I just always love to look at, okay, this is what we know we should be doing. So how do we actually do it? So that's a lot of what I am trying to bring into the world. So, um, one that I'd love to share with you guys is just a, um, spiritual habit starter guide. It's a printable, it's free. Um, I'll give Julie the information on it. Um, but it's a way to kind of sit down and look at some of the common spiritual habits out there. It will walk you through some questions to kind of figure out which ones may be fitting for you and then consider like, what would it look like to start implementing this? And it's all about starting small. Mm -hmm. Um, No one is going to say they're going, well, some people do. It's not the best idea to say, I'm going to start practicing silence and think you're going to do that for an hour every day. So this is about (laughs) Mm -hmm. like figuring out what does it look like to begin this? How do I see if this is fitting so that I can grow into whatever is the good rhythm for this season of my life? Um, And then again, as far as cultivating those habits and um, really confirming that what you're pursuing is either what you're called to do, or you truly have the margin in your life to do it on top of what your call is. Um, Our planner, it's called Abide in Focus. Um, 
was created to kind of walk you through some exercises to narrow down your focus so that um, you're bringing God into your goal planning and helping you set spiritual habits. And then it has sections for you to outline, you know, for the upcoming season that looks like this in my life, what are the habits that will help me stay grounded in God and where do I want to focus the most of my energy. Um, and because it's a planner, it helps you break that down for, okay, what does that look like to do this this month? And then if this is what I'm focused on this month, what do I do for the upcoming week? Yeah. Love it. I, we are preaching to the same choir here. of just like, <laughs> yes, right. how do we I... practically do this? How do we break it down into just really doable chunks? Like what all of these things, what feels easy enough to start and doable Mm -hmm. that you can just go without holding yourself to some unreasonable expectation of starting tomorrow. I have an hour long thing, like you said, every single day. And that's not necessarily what you even ever need to get to. It's just figuring it, just starting and letting God guide you and figure out what works. So I love that you have that. We all need to be a beginner at some point. (laughs) Yes. It's an ongoing process and our lives change all the time, especially when we have kids and different seasons, just our time looks different. And so, yeah, just being like, okay, this is what works for now. And I'm going to do that. And then, yeah, having those tools to reevaluate. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we wrap up? Yeah, I think what I'd add in closing is, um, you know, Jesus talks about taking up your cross daily Um, as someone who likes to achieve things and check off boxes. um, I can definitely think, okay, I'm going to figure this out and then I'm going to do it and I'll never have to worry about this again. And I think whatever your strength is, um, if your strength is being productive, um, there's always kind of like a challenge to your strength and ours is getting distracted or trying to do too much. We're going to fall into seasons where we do that. So instead of seeing that as failure, I think that's a good reminder that, okay, if I'm off and this is consistently happening happening again? Where do I need to adjust? Do my spiritual habits need an adjustment? Um, Do I need some quiet time to really think about what I'm putting on my plate? So the takeaway would be go through this process, but know that this is a journey and we're probably going to be hashing this out again and again. Yes. And that's such a great point. When you were saying that just made me think of, it's really a gift that we that that comes up, that we realize we are getting more distracted so that we can like course correct. Like, so when you yes have those feelings of you notice you're more stressed and busier and anxious and all the things, that's your little red flag to be like, okay, all is well. I just need to make some adjustments. Like this is showing me what I need to do. Um, super helpful. <laughs> Definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, for sharing this and just shedding new lights on Martha and giving her a little bit more spotlight today. Thank you very much for coming on today. Thanks for this opportunity. Thank you for hanging out with me today. If anything was helpful or gave you new ideas or encouraging, would you bless one of your friends and share it with them? We're all in this together to make mom life easier. So please share. And if you haven't left a review yet, there is no like button for podcasts. So 
Reviews literally mean everything. I would so appreciate it if you would just take a quick second to write a review. And my favorite thing is to hear from you. So please send me a message on Instagram or send me an email with any questions or comments or what you would love to hear more of on the podcast. And it would make my day. So reach out. And in the meantime, let's go check some boxes.